Hey everyone, and welcome to a podcast by Buffalo Occupational Therapy for student and OT practitioners looking to bridge the gap between what you were taught in school and real-world OT practice. We are all about using our full scope of practice and understand that OT is so much more than ADLs. We are a medical science, we are a social science, and we are the cutting-edge next generation of OT practitioners. Welcome to Rethink OT. Hey everyone, what is going on? I'm Michelle. I own Buffalo Occupational Therapy. I'm also one of the admins in this group. I want to welcome all of our newcomers to Outpatient OT. As you guys are coming in to the stream, um, either you're coming in live, comment live. If you're coming in on the replay, comment replay. I want to see who you are, where you're coming in from, uh, what time of day is it there. Uh, let me know. I want to get to know you guys. This isn't going to be like um, any other group that we may all be a part of, and I know we are all a part of a lot of them. Um, and so I want this to be a very engaging group. I want us to be active, and I want us to genuinely learn. And we can't learn if we're not talking to one another. So as you're coming in, say hello. Um, even if you have to bounce out, that's fine. Uh, but at least make yourself visible. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, so moving on. I probably will not be jumping into the group live every day. I know I was just live yesterday uh, talking about what occupation-based treatments look like in an outpatient setting because a lot of what we do is very biomechanical, focusing on the biopsychosocial model. Um, and so it's confusing if you may have learned that uh, OT is generally um, ADLs, IADLs. I guess that's a thing. and um, so that might be a little confusing. So that's why I jumped on yesterday. And today I'm jumping on to talk about the notes that we post. Um, I had posted a note in another group and it was lit by, <laughs> by like mid morning. And so I wanted to come on here and address that. Uh, the, the controversy, and I didn't expect it to be a controversy, but the controversy in our notes that we post is that they're too long. Uh, so what, we, what we're getting is that it's just not practical. Now, I don't want you to think that we're living in a world where uh, we're living in a very unrealistic or unreasonable world. I, like I said, I have a lot of experience in SNF. I have a lot of experience in the hospital. I understand and I'm completely aware of the fact that 90, 95% productivity, I mean, you don't get a lot of time. Um, that one of the reasons why I left the SNF world is because it I couldn't do um, I couldn't do the iPad therapy I couldn't do it I couldn't uh, do my notes while I was treating because my results were horrible um, I wasn't making any headway and these people were leaving only to come back right in front of me twelve weeks later and that's because we're not taking time to actually have that therapeutic interaction um, and offer uh, hands-on therapy, especially for our neuro patients. So um, I completely understand that writing extremely long notes um, when you're trying to be with the patient and take the note, it is impractical. Um, it's very difficult. I will tell you that um, now, depending on what world you 
you live in, um, you do have the opportunity, and this is what I did for years, and this is what my therapist did um, as a director in multiple disciplines, is they'd have a note, like a note in their iPad or on their computer where um, they have that rationale already created. And so you do have to do the work, but we're all about working harder, um, working smarter, not harder, right? So uh, you can copy and paste rationale for activity analysis into your note. Um, so yes, it does seem impractical, but remember, we're giving you examples. We're showing you what we do um, because for us, it's necessary. Uh, I own an outpatient clinic, and we're in a world where not many OTs are represented, let alone uh, trying to maintain a successful outpatient practice with only occupational therapy represented. So we're standalone, just like there's PT clinics, we're an OT clinic, and so that takes um, a fight, that takes defense, and that's why our notes um, oftentimes even have research right in the note, because that's what the doctors like to see. They like to know, okay, outpatient OT, first of all, is that really a thing? And it took me years to convince people to send me their patients. Um, and so they like to see uh, why we do what we do and that we know the science and the remediation, the physiological components of healing. Uh, they like to see that we know what we're doing and that's why uh, we do these notes. Doctors and insurance companies like that, we're constantly sending our notes to litigation, um, like I said, insurance companies, and they want to see that we're a medical profession and that we're not activity leaders. Um, we don't do a lot of ADLs. We don't do um, a lot of, gosh, window washing and um, putting, you know, we don't do a lot of that here because we focus out of the biopsychosocial model. And so a lot of people that come in, um, they want to remediate their function. So that's why it seems a little impractical, but it is very practical and it's something that we need to um, we need to be doing. So long notes versus short notes. Like I said, depending on how much time you get for notes, a lot of people aren't working after hours, right, doing notes, that's insane. Um, now I do that, <laughs> I do that. Um, if it's not already in our quick treatment note log um, and we have over 100 quick treatment notes that we've we've already created. Um, and so if it's not already in there, if we do a different task, um, that takes a little longer to create the note because I do a lot of research while I'm creating that note. So you don't have that luxury. Many people do not have that ability to do that. Um, so in that respect, it's going to be a shorter note, but I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me when I say, just because the note is shorter does not mean it should lack medical necessity because an insurance company, when they look at your notes, and as a DOR, I was audited, I was like soft audited by the company every month, and that was for PTOT and ST uh, treatment notes. And so I would send these notes off, they would come in, and one of the biggest critiques we received was, well, I don't understand why did OT do this, it doesn't seem like it's medical. Um, and so, you have to understand that we live in this reductionist world. We live in this bottom-up world. So you have to put your rationale, your medical rationale into your note, or what are you doing? 
you can just defer to somebody who hadn't who had doesn't have a professional degree you can just defer to an activity leader you didn't have 85 percent of your coursework as medical science uh if you're an occupational therapist you didn't take gross anatomy um so you could say okay i had someone seated doing a bead activity that's not what you went to school for so um just because the note is shorter doesn't mean it shouldn't you shouldn't wear your competency out loud. So that brings me to the next point here. Uh, wear your science out loud or you or you really can't complain. Um, okay, so I have a lot of grace. You hear my, my TV in the background. I apologize for that. I am a mom. I have three kids and they are they are in the living room right now and they don't like that I'm talking. So they hiked up that, that volume, so I apologize. Um, but anyways, so here's the biggest the biggest um, happenstance right now is that a lot of OTs, a lot of OTPs um, are not understanding why there's not a lot of jobs. Maybe um, other professions have jumped in and they have an increased workload while OTs are kind of uh, phasing out. And that is happening all over the United States. Um, if you're not a part of that conversation, there's a lot of groups that are having that conversation. So. We, we spend a lot of time complaining about how nobody understands what our practice is. Um, I mean, there's shirts that say, don't worry, nobody knows what we do. That is horrible. <laughs> that is awful because that's our livelihood. So the fact that people don't know what we do or that we went to school for medical science um, is a real problem. And that's why we're not getting paid as much as we should be getting paid. Um, and so, like I said, you want to wear your science out loud. Um, if I send my notes off and they don't look like they look to your eye, right, in those little uh, fun uh, pic depictions, they're gonna send that back to me and say, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why, why are we paying for this? Um, doctors? If I send them, I send them my progress notes, I send them my evals, I send them everything so that they know what it is that we're doing with our patients. Um, if, if and when my notes don't look like that, the doctor may not keep referring to me because who refers to an outpatient occupational therapist? Not many people. Um, and I wouldn't know that unless I, I journeyed down this road. So definitely wear your science out loud or you can't complain that we don't have a place in these settings. You can't complain that you don't have a job or that you're not getting paid enough or that other professions are getting paid more than you. Um, because nobody knows what we do, and that's not funny. That's a problem, and so we need to advocate. Uh, documenting uh, with medical, with like a more medical orientation, um, that's one way of passively ad advocating for our profession. So we wanna, we wanna be doing that. Um, so those are the examples that we're giving. So what should be included in your note? We use soap. Um, I love soap notes. Are like, like you see, what I post when I'm doing these um, these different documentation ideas, what I'm posting is our objective section. So uh, we still do have a subjective, we have an assessment, and then we have a plan. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing in that immediate next section. So um, what you're seeing is our objective, very clinical, very uh, activity, it applies activity analysis to everything that we do so that um, we know that we are striving towards our goal and it keeps us on track to be occupation-based. We're always occupation-oriented even when our activity is 
not the exact occupation that we're working towards. And that's okay because if somebody is walking their dog and that's their occupation, they love dog walking. That's like so meaningful to them, right? Um, and we have a lot of patients who walk their dogs. Now, if they have uh, pelvic obliquity, they have an abnormal or atypical gait, um, if they have chronic low back pain, or if they have poor grip strength, um, dexterity, if they have um, a generalized weakness, right, and can't hold the leash, maybe they can't multitask, maybe they can't walk and hold the leash and pull and all of the things, right? It's going to be insane for me to go to their house and just walk their dog a hundred times and hope that they're uh, their function in walking their dog is improved. That's crazy, right? You need to remediate all of those body functions and structures in order to ensure that it's translating to their occupation. That's a vantage point only OTs have. Wear that out loud. It's incredible. It's an incredible skill to remain top down while remediating bottom up. Hey guys, I just want to interrupt real quick. I want to take a minute to remind you to head to our website for OT treatment ideas, any PDFs we reference in this podcast, and a ton of OT science rationale for your documentation. Be the therapist your clients ask for instead of just the therapist they feel they can do without. Head to the bot portal and OT store at www.buffalooccupationaltherapy.com. And don't forget to find us on social media in our Facebook group at Outpatient OT or on Insta at OT underscore Outpatient. Now back to the show. Only occupational therapy practitioners are able to do that seamlessly within seconds and prolong it over a plan of care. So definitely hone that um, hone in on that ability. Um, do that work. Know how to do that. Know how to remain in the occupation while breaking it down into its parts uh, because that's how we have long-lasting effects in therapy. That's how our patients um, improve quickly because they're fully invested in every single treatment. They're coming into our clinic and they're doing exercises which they love and find very meaningful um, and they're having a direct outcome related to their occupation. It's fantastic. So um, let me just take a look. <laughs> Hannah, thank you. Uh, yes, activity analysis. It's that's, that's our bread and butter. And activity analysis should have been included in those four cornerstones of occupational therapy. Um, the OTPF just got updated. If you haven't already gotten that, please do order that. Um, that's that's your profession. Um, and one of the cornerstones was instead of activity analysis and our expert ability to break down a task, that one of the cornerstones was our disposition. Um, mm, yeah, we should all have the same disposition as rehab specialists. Our, our bread and butter is activity analysis. So uh, we are going to be doing a series on that because we have a lot of people looking for um, activity analysis and just ideas on how to break down various occupations in order to uh, remediate function while remaining billable. Everything is billable. Ah, that's crazy. 
Um, but I know that that's a struggle as well. And I'm going to be doing a live just on billing so that everybody feels comfortable billing for your services, um, whether that's cognition, psychosocial implications, uh, biomechanical, um, you know, therapeutic exercise, neuromuscular reeducation, kinetic activity. All of that, all of that is billable under for an OT. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Okay. So that's it. I'm bouncing out, but I hope that that was informative for you. Um, please know that every treatment note that I post is not for you to just cut, cut, you know, um, I understand that every place of service is different. I understand your situation is different. I am just giving you, um, an idea of how to make your activity sound more competent for the payer, for the client who oftentimes wants to read your notes, for um, other professionals, medical professionals that want to read your note, uh, for you know, for the the mass amounts of people who will be looking into this if there's an audit. So that is why we give you that information, um, and I hope that it's benefiting you. Um, but please do. I would love to have uh, a conversation about really everything OT. <laughs> um, so tell me your questions. I can't see your face, Facebook user. Um, in order for me to see that, you have to approve it through StreamYard. So thank you for commenting. It's not taught consistently across schools, which at the heart, which is at the heart of the issue. Yes, I understand that uh, completely. Every program and more, the more conversations I have with students um, and new practitioners, the more I see that a lot of programs are not preparing us for real world OT um, on how to approach activity analysis for everything, for every diagnosis, for every activity, and how that varies across the continuum of care. Um, so we we are taught that we are we have such a huge scope of practice and we can do everything, but how do we then actually do that when we get out there, when we're facing um, other professionals who are uh, not understanding what we do, and then we get robbed of that scope of practice. So I completely am there with you. That's why we are going to try to get on the same page. And I would love if everybody could share their um, their education on how activity analysis um, is applied, and if your program even focused uh, very hard, like very um, very. If you guys had a uh, kind of narrow focus on activity analysis or if it was just applied to like ADLs, because I know a lot of programs will just focus on activity analysis when it comes to ADLs. And that is we're not just ADLs. And how I start every single one of my my classes that I teach in school is on the board. All right. OT does not equal ADL because we are so much bigger than that. Um, and we need to be able to apply that to the bigger world, the bigger picture. So thank you very much for that comment. Um, and we're going to be we're going to be addressing that. I think it'll be a great conversation, open conversation to have. We are not the be all end all of OT. We're just trying to open up a conversation um, because we love OT and we want to make sure that in 2021, our reputation um, in the community increases, that we are just as much, just as relevant for every diagnosis, for every remediation, um, for every uh like remediation necessity, that we are just as relevant as every other professional. Uh, see you Wednesday for kinesiology. Yes, Wednesday, January 20th, 
not this, not this Wednesday. So it's going to start when my semester starts. The semester starts on the 19th. Um, and so uh, the, the, the Wednesday classes will also start then so that I can pace with uh, my class. And so that's why we're waiting till the end of the month. But I'm very excited. I've already been like making so many principles, so many PDFs um, for this course. And I think it's going to be, be a good time, a good conversation. All right, guys, that's it for me. I'm bouncing out. Have a great day. Happy Sunday and have a fantastic week. Um, if you don't hear from me this week, but I am going to be popping in at some point um, to share some, share some things we're doing in the clinic. All right, goodbye.